He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How many Well, we'd like to thank you all for coming to Victory Christian Fellowship tonight. And we just praise the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way here tonight even more. Flow down on this place. Come in like a whirlwind tonight. We praise you, praise you, praise you. All ready. Get ready. Come on, are we ready to worship? Let's give God some praise. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Come on, Lord, you are good. 
That some chains are going to be broken tonight, my God. Some chains are going to be falling off, my God. Lord, for we are your saints, and the holy fire is stirring up in us. It's stirring up. Chains. We're not going to see any more chains. Because we are free, and we are free indeed. Hallelujah. And you say and shout hallelujah, 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 for there is power in the name of Jesus. And 
one who's sitting high, 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 and high. There's no one can take this seat but I, says the Lord. No one. For I am the one who made it all. I'm the one who spoke and it became. I am the one, says the Lord. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. All right. Our God is good. He's worthy. Yes. And here we're our great pastors are they're heading out to Tulsa for the graduation for Gabe. And yeah, they're having a good old time. And myself and Nadine, a couple others will be heading out there soon enough. But we're here, we're having Reverend Steve Hoffman for Sunday morning worship, but he's here to give us the word for Sunday. Yes, yeah, it's an awesome preacher. He is, he's great. So it looks like we are going to have kids' life. So we're just going to clap and thank you. They're good teachers. And we have the seed planters here beside the store and back here in the hallway here. You can give any time you want. But here we're, we're going to be getting into Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. It's operating in the kingdom authority. That's what we're heading into tonight. 
And it says here, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for edifying the body of Christ, so that all to come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the, the Son of God, to a perfect man, and to measure all the stature of the fullness of Christ. And the points, it says the, the fivefold ministry gifts are to build up the body to maturity, to be in the unity of the faith. And it says then to go out to minister. Then with the ministry gifts, they prepare you for what you're chosen to do, not just called. And it says many people never get chosen though they are called. And it says here you must be brought up into a place where you qualify and you're accountable. So we're heading into Colossians 2, um, 15. They say, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by the victory over them, so on the cross. And this is the thing that were the enemy, Satan, does not want people to understand authority or dominion. I know when I first got back into the church, I didn't understand it myself. Changing over to different music styles like I used to play, learning to understanding they have actually metal for Christians. And so I, got, I was heavy into the metal scene back then, but every time I would play this, the attacks came heavy. And I didn't understand why. So the pastor at the time, I was, he, he, under, he actually sat me down and talked to me about the, the attacks. Because Satan does not want us to understand the authority we, we are called to have as a Christian. And that's what scares him the most, because he just lost another general. And this is what really makes him upset about losing somebody else. And this is why the attacks came. So now we've got more, more wiser in understanding why the attacks come. He does, he's, he's trying to bring fear in for us to, to move in the authority we're supposed to be in. So, as we've said, if the Christian understood authority and he took the authority, that's when Satan, you know, he'll start losing the kingdom piece by piece. And that's what he doesn't want, but it's happening every day. So even in the schools, it's happening. And that's, and that's a great part for the kingdom of God. And it says, Jesus already destroyed the works of the devil on the cross and made a they show Satan openly, he triumphed over him easily. But we must enforce that daily. Because even though the, we won the victory, but the, the enemy will always try to nitpick, always trying to find something, trying to find a crack in the armor. But the Lord gave us victory, and he gave us his name, 
and the blood to cover us. So we're heading to Hosea 4.6. And it says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. They also will reject you from being priests for me. It says here, Because you have forgotten the law, your God. I also will forget your children. What do you feel? I will forget... And this is, it says people, you know, perish because they lack understanding. And as it's shown here, they do not have a vision and they do not understand. And this is why I had to, I learned in the early years, I had to talk to the early pastors to understand why I was. It was so heavy in the beginning, the spirits itself. I mean, growing up, I didn't know really in the church that long, but coming back from the last, for the full time ministry, and the Lord made it clear. He said, I want you back. And that's, it was loud and clear. You couldn't miss it. I mean, it, was, it seemed like it just, like, just came out from the throne room itself, it came straight down. And, it's, and that's that changed it all. And the, the thing is, this is where the, the devil doesn't want us to understand what the authority we carry. And it's been given through Jesus. And this is where God, you know, he is a, a king and he sits on the throne. But he has authority from that throne. Everything must bow and everything must object to him. And he gave us that same authority. Everything must bow. Anything that tries to nitpick, call you out openly, you shut them down. Even on job sites. No matter what they look like, they try to open it up in front of you, start up an issue. All I would just say is, is this all you got? They just look at you and they go, what do you mean? That's exactly. (laughs) But that's when you learn who you really are in Christ. And when Jesus says, I'm with you, who can ever be against you? So, you know, I've walked around with that little chicken with his little chest pumped out. Come on. And that's the thing. We need to enforce their authority. And it says that we need to, to use the power words because, you know, that's what destroys and enforces the destruction of the enemy. I mean, even said the learning, I didn't really know, you know, about saying in the name of Jesus, you must go. I didn't learn that till later. So, you know, meanwhile, you know, you, you get broadsided by a bunch of other spirits but but you learn quick and they do too you start you know naming Jesus all of a sudden they just disappear
And that's the thing. It is the power words. They destroy and force the destruction. But the revelation of, of the kingdom of authority comes through the ministry gifts. So we're heading into Daniel 10:13. And it says here, but the, the, the prince of the kingdom of Persia was, withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief priests, all princes, came to me. And it says, for I then left alone there with the kings of, of Persia. But it says here, the angels also have authority. And heaven also is like a military base. And everybody has a rank. It says Michael, he is the mighty angel. The archangels are highly, you know, authoritative and powerful. But there's other war angels are also powerful, but they have a lot of authority. And it's showing the messenger angels, recording angels, and it says the special forces angels. Hmm. I think they're my favorite. <laughs> Send them out. They know what to do. And this, and what the Lord's saying is that the body of Christ has the highest rank of all. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It says that a human being is saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, sanctified, and set apart for God's glory. And the Lord's saying is, is, you are the most powerful individual in existence on the earth. And the Holy Spirit does, does that in your life by the blood in the name of Jesus. You have total authority through the blood in the name of Jesus. So we're heading to Zechariah uh, 4 6. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerul. It's not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And the points where it has here is the people are not drunk. But but this is uh, fulfilled that the prophet Joel had prophesied. But the spirit of God advanced through Jesus, starting through the prophets that and Moses, then the Lord is saying, David was anointed and all the prophets were anointed. But the Spirit of God was in Jesus and upon Jesus. And the disciples become apostles because they had the anointing opened upon them. Then it says the, the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's showing that the, the first sign of the New Testament church was at the day of Pentecost. Because that was when the Holy Spirit came and filled the place up. And this is when Jesus came and, and walked the earth and showed us how to walk in power. So we're heading to Ephesians 4 8 next here. And he says, therefore, he says, 
when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And the points here, Lord has, is, is when Jesus ascended into the belly of the earth, it says he took captivity captive and he sent it on high, but he distributed gifts that were given to men. As is, everyone needs to do their part and to be encouraged that the Holy Spirit wants to you know, preach the word of God and demonstrate the word of God through each one of us. I said years ago, so I, there was no way I'd ever stand up in front. I, mean, I was I recorded myself as a, a pastor, but that's, Lord, that made sure I, I had to go back into the church. But the kingdom of God is actually within us, not just upon you. And there's the other points here, it says the kingdom of God in us is advancing and the revelation of the Holy Spirit is so important. But it says in heaven, the angels are involved with us, making sure it happens, everything goes well, keeping on the same path. And there was myself, there's times I got off the path, and that's when the Lord would ask me, because what are you doing? And it's like, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say, oh, nothing. But I think that wouldn't be right. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a spanking. So, so he made sure I was on the path to stay on it. And it says the key is understanding our authority is that Jesus Christ seated at the throne and honored. And so we think we have is Jesus is the name above all names, that everything must bow. And this is Lord's making sure, you know, it's, you know, he, he loves every one of us. He, he has, said he, he known us even before we were born. Every book was written way before and he was proud that every one of us, when he wrote every victory in the book, he's, just, he's, he's very happy. So we're heading to Matthew 7, 28 through 29. And so it was when Jesus had ended the saying that the people were astonished by his teaching for he has taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And it said the name of Jesus said that it was powerful when he spoke and they knew it. Because they'd never seen anything like it. Even at a young age, they saw the authority. But they... They didn't like it because they wanted to be the head and they were trying to make him the tail. And that wasn't going to happen. So we're heading to John 17, 21 through 24. 
And it says here that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they are also maybe in us, that the world may believe that you sent me in, the, in your glory, which you uh, gave me, have given them, and that they may be one with, just as we are one. It says that then I and them and you and me, and that was maybe made perfect in one, that the world may be, know that uh, you have sent me, you have loved them as you have loved me, Father. It says, I desire that of whom you have given me, maybe with me where I am, that they may behold my that glory which you have given me, that you love me before the foundations of the world. And the points here is, see, Jesus was a pre-existence as a king. And the foundations of the world was made by him. And everything that exists, including all of us, was thought up long ago before we were even made. And it says when on earth, you know, Jesus walked among men, but you know, he was still God. And this is where the Pharisees and the scribes noticed that Jesus was speaking with authority. And um, so there was a, so it was a, a while back, it was, it was in a vision where Jesus and I were looking face to face. But that's when I saw his, his actually his eyes, they grew. And that's when he, I saw the solar system looking through his eyes. And that's, you know, he's just letting me know he is the one who created all things. He is the head of all things. He is the great creator. And that's, it was, it was something else. It says here, when the anointing of the Holy Spirit is teaching, and the Holy Spirit anoints someone, it will have authority because the Holy Spirit is God. So he is going to speak with authority. And that's the thing. If When you learn is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, each one has its own individual voice. You can tell the Father, Jesus, when the Holy Spirit speaks, it's, a, it's really, you can tell the authority behind it. So, and the thing is, you know, the disciples... When they become apostles, you know, that's when people noted they they've been with Jesus. They just looked at him and said, "Well, they're they're just fishermen, uneducated men." But the more and more they, they were with Jesus, that all changed. And that's what the scribes they saw it. And that's what the thing is: the disciples turned the world upside down. And the Lord just they, he dropped all that wisdom and knowledge upon them taught them well, and he sent them out with, a, with, a, with authority that the scribes have never seen before. And this is what the Lord's saying, is we, we need to be trained and fully convinced to speak with authority. And it's like, in the Bible, how many times he was sent 
his soldiers out. And he gave him the battle plan. And when he gave him the battle plan, he's making sure the victory's there. He says, hey, you know, this is the way it's going to be. You might have a few men, but it's, you know, who's, who's with you? And that's the greatest part about God. We only, we need him. We know about battles. And he's like, here, here I am. So we're going to head into Second Peter 1, 3 through 4. It says, as his divine power was given to all, all these things pertaining to life and, and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that was in the world through lust. And the, the points here is, is, is when you teach, you speak with authority. And it says you, you have this attitude, and people notice that you have an attitude of authority. And that's the thing, what is you, you are sure and fully convinced of your authority. And this is the thing about God here. He's, he tells us to believe. He tells us to drive, you know, how to drive out demons, devils. And God tells us to heal the sick and raise the dead. And this is what God tells us to preach, jubilee, debt, constellations. And God tells us to preach the good news of the, of the gospel. And God tells us to tell people that they are delivered and free. And the, the last point here is God, who is rich in mercy, did all this work, this mighty salvation, and gave his authority because he loves people. He loved us so much that he sent his son. So we can be with him in eternity. And the Lord is saying, he's like, our hearts need to be enlightened. He says, when you walk into authority, we also must teach it. Not just do it for ourselves, but must pass it on and show others what the Lord showed us in different areas of authority. So we're heading to Second Corinthians 5.17. This is here, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And the points here that the Lord has is nothing changes you with your soul that day when you get saved. But serious, you are now born again in your spirit, and the old passes away, but you are a new creation. So it is spiritual, but your mind, will, and emotions are part of the soul. But you must implement it 
this to people's souls to cause them to uh, be renewed in their minds by the, the word of God. And that's where we get into Romans 12, 2, 3. It says, do not be conformed to, the, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that it's good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And that was another thing I had to go through. You know, I wasn't was much of a reader in school or nothing like that, but until I got back into church, and that's where the change had it took place in my own mind. I didn't care about the things I did in the past because the Lord, he, he got rid of it. And so it's, it doesn't exist anymore. And when he, when he renewed it, it's like nothing even mattered anymore. It's like everything was like, all right, Lord, it's all you, nothing else. So here's, here's some more points here the Lord has here. It is, it is often a battle to renew your mind, but walking in authority on the earth includes teaching in authority so that people understand the soul realm and not just the spirit realm. And it says you, you must expose yourself to the, the word of God, and that's, that's daily, the spirit of God, but the workings of the manifestation of God and the encounters that the Spirit wants to give all of us to where it becomes our reality. And the Lord had me up on that earlier this week about uh, dropping more things, but staying in his word, getting more in his word daily, even more. And uh, he, he pointed out some things. He's like, well, he's, you're not going to miss it. You just come closer, read some more. That's okay. That's how I can do that. So you know, want to get up, read, get home, read. So I said, all right. Then I was taking classes. It's like it's totally different from how it was in school. But <laughs> I said, do I even want to go today? But but now it's like you can't wait to get home and say, all right, I got another class I got to do. So I just eat and run up and, and do it. But it's it's exciting how I have the Lord changed me around. It's night and day. But but it's something. I I, I just thought about a, a wedding. This is years and years ago. It was a little town of Dolphin I grew up in. It was my brother-in-law's mother. She was like 70-something found a new boyfriend where they wanted to get married so they asked me to marry him. So I met up with a couple of Dolphinites and, and they realized I was the pastor, the preacher and they're like looking at me like, what happened to you? I goes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And uh, they just started shaking their head. Then I, I had another opportunity not too long ago, again, with another dolphin night, I had a conversation with him. So if you remember, we talked about, you know, I felt like fell off the face of the earth. I said, I had an encounter with God. I said, it was just, 
he was first of all. I said, 98 was the last time I drank. That was the last time they saw me. The Lord took me out of Dolph and moved me out to the Valley of Fishing Creek back in the woods. And that's where he had to keep me. And he, and the thing was learning who I am, but learning who he was closer. But even hunting season was a trip. Was leaving the house. I said, where do you want me to meet you? He was showing me a vision of a, either a deer blind I was at my tree stands. He goes, I'll meet you there. And uh, there was times where I was in my one tree stand. I think it was facing, I think it was west. And he had me pray all day. I, w- I would take the whole week off to go hunting. But, but I'd be there first thing in the morning. But in the spirit realm, he showed me arrows were coming out of my mouth as I was speaking in, in the spirit. And uh, you can you can feel the resistance, but all of a sudden it broke. And as the first time I had that feeling, like there was nothing there to stop the arrows from going. So I was moving my head, speaking this way. The arrows went on the pattern. They kept on shooting like a like a submachine gun. Every time I moved my head, they went. They just kept on going. Then I don't know what it was, what broke, but that was that was the end of it. But he would face me on different parts of the mountain that I knew another time. But the, the, the one was the, I'd never been so cold in my life in hunting season. Up on, uh, up on the ridge, I like, man, I, had my, I was only there for like maybe five minutes. I drank all my hot tea. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm like shivering. I said, Lord, I said, I'd never been so cold. I said, no, the children come to see you in Africa. They walk for miles. I said, it only took me a matter of minutes to come and see you. And all I saw of myself has come out, my own body. I went up through the blind, but he had me up above the tree line. He spun me around. I could see myself sitting there with Jesus with, with his arm around me. Yeah. Then he brought me back down in. I, I saw I landed inside the tree stand, well, tree blind. I walked in. I just sat back down. He says, okay, it's okay. So I ended up walking back home. But that was the experiences we had together. And that's, you know, the authority, you know, he has given us. But he has shown us different things can happen in the spirit. The closer we become. So we're heading into Matthew 8, 1 through 3. This is here. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. And a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. This is when Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. He says, I am willing he said, be clean. Immediately, he cleansed the leprosy. And uh, the points with the Lord here says, is that there are times when Jesus went from one place to another. When he came down from the mountainside, they, he was being followed. But see, and this is the thing, Jesus did not invite them, but the people 
would just gather if Jesus was in, you know, in town preaching with miracles were happening. And as with the Lord is saying, there are different levels of faith, but how people receive their healing. And this is the thing is with Jesus. He touched the leper because it showed that he had authority over diseases even through the highly contagious areas. So we're heading to Matthew 8, 5 through 10. And it says here, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him and asked him for help. The Lord said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. But Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I tell this one go and, and he will and he goes and that one come and he comes. And I t- say to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He said to the this man says, truly, I tell you, um, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And the points the Lord has here says great faith is, is understanding authority. And great faith is all about submission. And great faith is all about humility. And it says you don't question authority. Is as you do what you are told and, and to do it. Because I never, when the Lord asked me to go back, I didn't, I said, okay. I didn't want to argue with him. But there's some, you know, it's, he's amazing. So we're heading into Acts 10:38. It says, "And you now, a Jesus, a God anointed Jesus as Nazareth, with the Holy Spirit and with power. Jesus went around doing good and healing, and all who oppressed by the the devil, for God was with them." And this is the thing, you know, throughout the Bible, we see that Jesus healed in several ways. And it was all by revelation on authority. His ministry was done by the power of the Holy Spirit, but not as a, a son of God, but a son of a man anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So as such, we are to do the same things today. But the Lord says we can do greater things than him. So we're heading to John 14, 12 here. And the Lord says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do all also, and greater works than those he will do, because I go to the Father. 
And this is what the points here. It says Jesus, he healed without any conversations. See, Jesus was walking in authority. And he says he, we don't have to say anything and people get healed, delivered and even raised from the dead. But here's what Jesus cast out the spirits with a word, not a conversation. And this is, there are many you know, modes of, of walking in authority. And the points here, it says Jesus was fulfilled of what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. And Jesus himself bore our infirmities, infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And he was healing. He also, but he didn't, he, he didn't die yet, but God was healing, delivering and ministering to the people because it, it hadn't happened physically yet what happened here, but it was in fulfillment of what, what Isaiah was saying. So we're heading into Luke 9, 58 here. And it says, Jesus said to him, Foxes of poles and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And that's what the Lord's saying, is there was a conversation between him and Jesus. said he had not even had a place to rest. Then another of his disciples said, that, he said, let me bury my father, Jesus. And he said, Jesus hinted that he wasn't staying very long any, anymore on the earth, but he was, he says, let the dead bury the own dead. The Lord is saying, he says, follow me and let the dead bury their own. But he says, if, if you choose to follow Jesus, And then you'll be separating yourself from the world for eternity. You will not be back in that same hole they, they got you out of. Definitely mine. The penny took me out of. And it says here there's a certain point where people, they, they really don't want to go on doing what they did in the past. And the Lord's saying, he's like, I'm here. He's, I'm closer than you think. And he's he's saying, you know, what he's saying is about the heart. If if the hearts are right, you'll know I'm here. And what the Lord is saying is understanding authority is understanding that your life is not your own. But you will have have tested to obey and follow the Lord. And what the Lord is saying is when we understand authority, you're under command. So we're heading to Matthew eight, twenty three through twenty six. It says now when 
when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Surely a great tempest arose on the sea that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? Oh, you little faith. See, in the beginning, the Lord already promised them to get in the boat. We were going to the other side. He promised them that they were going to make it, no matter what storm comes in. He's with us, as they've been, including our own lives. No matter what storm, he's here. Because he said, I'll never leave you, forsake you. He guarantees the safe travel. And the thing is, Jesus' disciples, they followed him and got into the boat. So but as they crossed, the waves started to cover the boat, but, but Jesus was asleep. But, but he already told them, he made sure that he said, we are definitely going to make it the other side. But they allowed fear to come in. And that I get, I get about the storm, I, I got to tell you this, where I was working in Ohio, out in Akron, a while back. And it was on a job site across town where I was at. Heading back to the hotel, my our phones were going off. And those tornado warnings came in. So I got into the to my room. And I had turned the TV on to see what was going on and what all, all the ruckus was. Here was two tornadoes were trying to come in where I, we just left. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I shut the TV off. So I'm sitting on my bed, and the Lord's like, he took me in the, he took me in the spirit over back to the job site. Landed me right in front of this, uh, the place we are building. It was a dialysis unit we were working on. I saw, I went across the, the parking lot, went over to the, the highway, and I could see them, the tornadoes coming in. And we came against it. I said, no, you ain't landing here. You're getting out of my territory, and you will move. And all of a sudden, I'm back to the hotel. Turned the TV back on. And I was like, and the newscaster's like, wow, they're leaving. They're, they need touch down. And, and this is the Lord was showing me. So I called up my friend. I was like, dude, guess what just happened? I said, man, the Lord like, took me into this vision. It took me across town. We took out this, these tornadoes, man, two of them. And he, he's like, he, he just, he's like, wow, that's crazy. It's just like the, you read in the book, you know, the Bible. So that's he was just showing the authority we have. And I thought that was pretty cool when he did that. Yeah. So, Father, we just thank you again for tonight. We thank you, Father, for your the authority that you carry, that you have given to us, that you have given us your attributes, Father, and you showed us by using Jesus the authority that he carries, his name. We thank you, Father, for the, for the Holy Spirit, for coming into our lives, strengthening us, showing your ways even more, but a, a greater depth than you. And we praise you, Father, for this great night. We thank you.
Amen. Yes. Does anybody need any prayer for anything before we go? Y'all good? Okay. That's it.